The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Miller Lite, and Hulu. Jam-packed show for you tonight as we come to you from Hattles Hall. Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer. And, man, a packed weekend coming up. I mean, we've had a good time getting ready for the Bears 100 celebration. It's significant in its team history, significant to everybody in the building getting ready for it. A lot of work has been put in from every single department. For you, the fans who are coming out, we invite you to still get a ticket, come out, enjoy the opening festivities tomorrow night, then Saturday and Sunday, Lots to do in the big convention center in Rosemont. It is all blue and orange, and it looks great. The the stage, the video screens, Tom, and a lot of interactive stuff for fans, and lots of great conversation about Bears history. Well, the thing about for the Bears fans is it's exciting to see the ex-players, guys that you haven't seen in 20, 30, 40 years. But the thing about it is, as much as you think you know even though you're a lifelong Bears fans, there's a lot you don't know. And I never realized this in the last few months of doing the preparation for this whole event. There's so many things that you learn about the 1940s football game, about the 1963 NFL championship game, the different career paths players have taken throughout their life and their career. I think it's going to be so informative. But, yeah, the excitement is there on a weekly basis when you play the games during the regular season. But the history of the Bears, and I think we're so fortunate to have Virginia McCaskey because she is a lifelong experienced Chicago Bear herself. And from the volume of information that she has understood, been able to absorb and knows more than us, it's just incredible that the Bears have this opportunity to celebrate the 100-year existence of the Bears and the different information they're going to learn from the different players of the different eras they're having to have a chance to see and hear about. First Lady of Sport, Virginia McCaskey, and she's put herself out there, um, making herself available, doing stories for the papers. I know Peyton Manning was at Wrigley Field today and sat her down, and uh, they they did something for his upcoming shows on ESPN coming up to um, make uh, the the history come alive over the course of the entire season league-wide. Couldn't actually think of a better guy to do it because he's got a great personality and he, he really brings a lot to the table. And I can't wait to hear what, what they talked about as well. You know, for me, is uh, being a lifelong Bears fan, I just wish I would have been able to see a Bears game at Wrigley Field. Because, you know, that's the one thing that kind of hangs over you. So you, you never and, went. You no, were not. Yeah, okay. I never went. But I learned a lot about playing at Wrigley Field by some of the videos I watched from the, the 60s and stuff. And you think of George Hallis, all the success he had in Wrigley Field. God, it, it would just be a, a great, <laughs> um, just another great component to being a Bears fan. If you could have been a part of a Wrigley Field game. This is Bears All Access. We'll be joined by Jim Miller as well. We also are going to be hearing from Bradley Sow, the Bears' new tight end, making the move from tackle. And Steve McMichael, hope to have him for a couple of segments. You know, we won't have to twist his arm to say a few words, that's for sure. It's all coming up here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, how you doing, my friend? 
Who are you talking to? Jim Miller. I'm here, my friends. All right. I know we got big Jim here. A little echo. We're hearing a little echo right now. And then also joined on the phone by Bears tight end, Bradley Sowell. Does it sound comfortable to hear your name attached to tight end in 2019? Uh, It's different. It's definitely different hearing that, but um, I'm, I'm starting to get used to it as time goes. Hey, Brad, was there any other time throughout your career? Because you're a good athlete. You're a good golfer. You're a good long snapper and everything else that goes along with it. Was there ever a time in your career that you were being considered for a different position? Um, when I was with the Arizona Cardinals, um, Bruce Arians, had, he had mentioned to me about um, potentially just taking up snapping, long snapping, and um, trying that out. But I was, I was only in year four or five, so I wasn't, wasn't quite ready to um, – you know, pack it in and, and be a long stopper just yet. But, um, yeah, he, he had mentioned something about it at one time, and, uh, and I actually thought about it, but I ended up not going through with it. Well, Bradley, in terms of the install, I guess how in-depth is it for the, for the tight end position in terms of coverages and different routes, how they're ran against different coverages? And, and for you to, you know, I'm sure you're probably always aware of it being in the offensive line uh, meetings room, and it probably interested you, but how much more in-depth has it been now transitioning into the tight end room um it's, yeah it's been a bit, especially in the passing game has been the it's been the biggest uh, biggest challenge for me is figuring out um you know when to do certain things there's certain coverages and stuff like that and um but as far as the run game i mean i'm i know every i'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sharp on that i, I kind of went into that knowing everything pretty quickly and then um yeah everything everything's for me just been studying the passing game and i mean you know just trying, trying to get all that down Bradley Sowell, our guest tonight here on Bears All Access. Coming up later, Steve McMichael, Jeff, Jim, and Tom with you on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. Hey, Brad, when you made that catch in the back of the end zone last year, was that kind of like the instigator of the reasoning why (laughs) they would take a guy with your height and your size and even consider the possibility? Because I think it's a fantasy for all of us ex-offensive linemen to think, what else could we do? But you went out and did it, so, I mean, they had to keep that in the back of their mind. Um, I, that may have been icing on the cake, but I think um, I always found a way to, to get in front of Nagy and do um, show off things. I know he, he likes to put guys in the game in certain situations. He likes to have a lot of fun and um, always made it known that I can throw and catch pretty well. So um, so that way maybe he would, he would draw something up for me. I'm sure enough he did late in the year. But, um, yeah, I think I, I think he kind of he seen early on that I'm, you know, I can do some athletic stuff. And But never in my mind when I thought I, I was going to tight end and then, this all season, um, we're going to exit meetings and uh, we just kind of talk about it, and um, you know, we we ended up falling through with it right here, right here before the TA. So, well, the number changes on the jersey, but has the number changed in, in terms of your weight? Have you tried to shed a lot? Are you, are you trying to get quicker? I know you're a, you're well, a terrific athlete. Every team you played on, everybody says what a great athlete you are. Yeah, so I've lost 21 pounds this OTA. So next time you see me, um, I'm gonna look a little bit slimmer. So yeah, I've down 20. Well, I should have down 22 pounds today, and um, I'm gonna go about 10 more and get down to about 280, um, 280, 278, 280, somewhere in there. Hey Brad, can you feel a difference when you get in your stance? Because you know when you report to training camp, you got a couple extra pounds on. In the first time your belly gets into a stance, you kind of feel it. After you trim down, is it easier to get in a stance? Yeah, it's, it's starting to feel really interesting. I'm trying to I'm trying to get used to that, um, being a little bit lighter out there and um, have a lot more energy out there. I'm, uh, I have a good win. I really feel like once I was about 10 more, I have even better. But um, I'm able to run around pretty well. And like this week, I finally started to feel it. I started moving like really well, and I was um, it just felt different, you know, being able to come out of breaks and um, 
you know, just it, I feel like the lighter I'm getting, the better I'm starting. I could already move pretty well, but then you need to be able to move at a certain level to play, you know, play a skill position in the NFL. And this week was one of the, was, was when I started really feeling like, man, I'm starting, I can tell my speed's really getting up. Um, you know, I'm really getting a lot quicker. So it's been interesting going through it. You know, just talking to the nutritionist and everything, and like every every day it feels different. So um, the lighter I get, the, the the more explosive, more athletic I feel. Bradley Sal, our guest here on Bears All Access, kind enough to join us for a little bit of time as OTAs are wrapping up this week, headed into the veteran mandatory minicamp next week, then a break. But the break will not be a true, true break for you because the process of drop. What, what was the heaviest you've ever played at? And then what were you playing at last year versus where, you know, you said you'd like to lose, you know, another 10. So that's a 30-plus pound weight drop. What's the process of that beyond the obvious, you know, how you're eating, what you're eating, and what you're doing in the weight room? Yeah, my my heaviest last year was um, I got to – I was around 321 at one time, and then um, I think later on in the year I was down around 315, 312, somewhere in there was about about where I used to like to stay. And um, I mean, you just have to be really disciplined. I mean, it's it, it's there's no no cheat for the day. And I do I do a lot of stuff that people don't see too. Like on the I don't take the weekends off. I make sure I'm constantly like light conditioning and um, you know, stuff like that, just to keep keep it going, keep the the weight burning going and stuff like that. So, but I mean, it's something I was asked to do. It's a lot easier to do whenever um, whenever it's something you kind of I kind of want to see. It's kind of like a motivation thing. I want to see if I can do it or not. And, and when you know you change your position, there, there's no turning back. Like you have to get down, so the motivation's there, or you know you can end up without a job. So, so there, it, it really hasn't been a struggle. You know, getting it down is just something I'm really hungry for, and um, you know, just just I have to have to make sure I'm true to it because that's my position now. I'm a tight end, and um, you know, you have to get down to what a tight end looks like if you're you know if you're going to be successful at it. So, um, I want to keep my job. I want to play for the Bears. So it's 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 a no. There, there's no. No messing around on this. Well, you're a veteran, and yesterday Matt Nagy was talking about the unselfishness of many players on this football team, whether it be adjusting their contracts or being open-minded about where, you know, a guy like Rashad Coward moving from defensive line to, to tackle and trying to learn the position. But you're a veteran. You've been around this league a while. You've had more experience than most on this team, uh, to be quite frank, and you've had success where you've been. Is this a rebirth for you in, in some respects? A little bit, yeah. It's. I told my wife the other day. I was talking to her. I was like, you know what? It's it's um, it's new motivation, man. I mean, you have we have Charles Leno, Bobby Massey, and those are two Pro Bowl level type tackles. And I can either sit there and you know be the swing guy and come in and out, or find a way to get out there and help the team. And I, you know, just looking at the situation and looking at what our team needed, I felt like I, I wanted the challenge to step up and try to do it for our team. I know we need a, a wide tight end, a bigger tight end that can. Um, you know, help out our run game and do some of the dirty work. And, um, you know, I approached Nagy about it, and he was open-minded. And, you know, he was he was kind of on board with it, too. He kind of was thinking it. And I was like, you know, just let me give it give it a hack. Like, I'll, I'll, work, I'll work super hard. I'll lose all the weight. I'll do everything. So, you know, that's where we need it rather than going outside the building and having to spend money. Hey, we Brad. Don't really know. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, Brad, what about equipment change? Are you, you know, like high tops to low tops, smaller shoulder pads so you can have more movement? Any of those types of changes for you? Very small, very small. Um, my cleats, cleats similar, you know, similar cleats. Uh, maybe a little bit smaller pad where I can be a little more flexible. But I mean, for the most part, I, um, you know, I'm going to keep keep all my stuff. Yeah, here's the last thing for me, and pre- appreciate your time. I think they should have another mini combine for you. Dean Pope and, <laughs> and Dave can they can video it and see what your numbers come in at now, Bradley. I bet you're going to crush it in your next I- little combine here. 
I'd be interested to see what I run the 40 in now. I think I'd do a little better than my, than my previous numbers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so lastly, we'll let you go. Just for clarification, so this was kind of your idea. Yeah, I mean, it was it was both. I mean, it, whenever I, I said something about it, I was meeting, and he um, he said that him and Pace had discussed it discussed it before as well. So we were kind of we, we joked about it and stuff like that. But then, you know, whenever you have an exit meeting with a coach, you discuss everything. Like, hey, you know, what what ways can I help? Which ways can I do this, that, and the other? And uh, we just kind of talked about it. And he didn't say for sure. And then um, he didn't tell, you know, we didn't really decide until OTAs. He was just like, hey, let's give it a try. It looks like for OTAs while we still can. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it seems like it's sticking. It's, I'm, I'm getting kind of developing a little role, and, um, you know, it's, it's been fun so far. Well, beyond your own performance uh, in the trenches, and you play with a nastiness too. You are a finisher no matter what you do on the field. But watching pregame, when you throw that tight spiral, uh, pretty, pretty far pass every now and then, that baseball arm of yours is uh, showing up big time. So there's a lot to you, no question. Glad, maybe, glad it'll, maybe, maybe it'll show back that one. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. Thank you very much, Bradley. We'll see you uh, uh, tomorrow night and the weekend. Right. Looking forward to that, I'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a great weekend. Um, it's, it's an honor to be a Bear, and um, it's going to be a fun celebration for everyone in the city and, and, and us, us as well. All right, we'll see you tomorrow night. Bradley Sal, kind enough to join us. Coming up in a couple of segments, we'll be joined by Mongo, Steve McMichael. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller with you here on Bears All Access with Mike Chen and Herm Lawrence. Spinning the dials, helping us out on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Greeden cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 1035 on Fox 32 Chicago or watch anytime at chicagobears.com around the Bears official app. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller getting you said. For the 100th celebration starting tomorrow with the opening ceremonies. Uh, and a lot's been written, Jim and Tom. And Dan Pompey and Don Pearson did a tremendous job with the Bears scrapbook. It's going to be available. you got to check it out if you're going. you got to pick this book up. Tons of history in there, things you never knew, stories told. It's not chronological. It all puts each decade in perspective linked to other decades and the overall history of the team, but also within the framework of what's going on in society at the time. And to me, it was a, a real historical educational. I read the entire 318-page book. Yeah, you I did, did in 12 hours. <laughs> I don't read much, but I, it was that interesting. And, and obviously, there's a lot of pictures in there. But but Jim, just Dan Pompey subsequently through The Athletic has been written, writing some great stories. And Tom, yeah. I had, the, the Gale Sayer story he wrote today uh, or a couple days ago was fascinating. I don't know if you read I know Tom read it this afternoon. Yeah, you know, well, all, the, all the history of the Chicago Bears, and the, like I said, it's about the lessons that we're going to learn throughout this 100-year celebration because there's a lot of events that have taken place that we're not familiar with or you not you need to be reintroduced to. But when when the feelings and the thoughts that we have about the greatness of Gale Sayers and how beautiful of a runner he was and how much he meant to the success of the NFL and the Chicago Bears, it is great that they've taken the time to make sure there's a whole generation of young people that don't really have the knowledge of some of the great past Chicago Bears, that they're going to be able to be reintroduced through pictures and stories that, you know, they're going to have some great lessons that they're going to learn. Well, you know, you look at guys like Dan Pompey. One, he's he's been around for a long time. He knows the history uh, of the Chicago Bears. And, and let's be honest, I, I think we understand a lot of the the newspapers that are local, you know, that have covered the teams, the, the quote-unquote beat writers, 
that's changed over the course of even more over the last decade. You know, think of writers that are no longer in markets that, you know, really decide who's going to be maybe a Hall of Fame football player. A lot of those guys have moved to different cities. So it's hard to get the consistency with writers who represent the game and understand the history of the game specifically for one team like Dan does. I mean, he knows the Chicago Bears and its history. And that, that's important because, it, you know, for upcoming players, like whether it's a, an Olin Krutz or, or who's ever now going to be considered for the Hall of Fame, that's a big deal because that writer has to be fighting for you in that room. And they need to know the history, not only of you, but over the organization or like what you said uh, right there, Jeff, about the time, the era, what was going on surrounding that particular moment on that particular team. So Dan Pompey, the guys like him are, are very vital uh, to, to really the history of the and, game. And Don Pearson. Yeah. Don Pearson yeah, predates him, both Dick McCann, Hall of Fame writers, and was very much uh, involved yeah. in, in charting the history of the But, Chicago you know, that's um, it's a great point that Jim brings up because you don't have the beat writers that you would see on an everyday basis. And I'm probably more familiar with Don Pearson throughout my career because Dan is a, more of my peer, my age of a guy. And you think of all the times that you've had a chance to see those guys walk in the locker room every single day. And you could be in the worst mood of the whole season and you don't want even want to make eye contact with them. But somehow they break through that. How come it, I couldn't do that with you back in the Because uh, I live I lived my career in a bad mood. Because <laughs> of the did, pressure Jim. the pressure that you had put on yourselves, you had your coaches put on you, the head coach, the position coach, and just the idea that you wanted to be so successful. And if you go out to a practice or you're coming off a game field and you miss a couple blocks, it's a failure. You could have 70 great plays and then you could give up a sack and it's, the game is not worth anything. So these guys that are the writers that see you on an everyday basis, they kind of have a chance to to break through and know you on the other side. Yeah, Jim, I always have had great respect for not only veteran announcers, guys who have charted the game in any sport, the play-by-play guys that had long tenures at their teams, um, but the writers, whether it be baseball writers, NBA writers, NFL writers, that that were there for decades, and you know you, you got to respect it. You got to respect it because times were different then. They were able to to tell yeah. different stories, and you know even now the tra- Chicago Tribune has a treasure trove of of historical artifacts covering the Bears. They were there, you know George Hallis wrote columns in the in the Chicago Tribune, and they're doing a great job as well uh, with their their own 100 and and putting different. You know, spins. <laughs> I don't think Tom likes his ranking in the Tribune 100. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it tru- well, it truly, it truly is the the coverage. You know, I, I respected everybody that that I had the ability to work with in the media. It is a part of the uh, the job. I think we all understand that, but you do. You have to respect it, and of course, that goes both ways. You know, they've they've got a job to do as well. I think there was only one person that I really had a run-in because I just didn't respect him. Because if you're not going to put in the time and put in the hard work, as as Tom mentioned, you know, I'd like to think we as players put in our time and we put in our hard work, and I don't think that's too too much to ask. But if you're not doing that, you won't be respected on the other side from the player's side of things. But they are extremely vital. And not only the, the history of the of the league, but the coverage to the to the fans that are out there. And, and that pipeline needs to continue. But as you mentioned, just social media, everything. Things have changed how news is distributed here here in 20, 2019. 
Yeah, but look at it. You're you're doing it now yourself. You're helping chart the history of the game in your role, and uh, I think that's very significant for an ex-player. So you're doing a great job yourself. All right, you're gonna have to give up a little airtime, fellas, because coming up next, hopefully for two segments, the one and only Steve McMichael gonna join the program, previewing the 100 and walk down memory lane a bit with the madman at defensive tackle. Tom Thayer still has a man crush on him. My favorite player. Steve McMichael coming up on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. All right, join us for the PNC Chicago Bears 5K, Saturday, July 13th, finish on Historic Soldier Field. Register now at chicagobears.com slash 5K. Before prices increase as we await Steve McMichael, Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller. Quick snap check. Uh, I was at practice yesterday for the media availability, and, you know, a couple of things stick out. Boy, it's a competitive bunch that love to have fun. We already knew that, Jim, but just watching these guys have fun with each other and um, how hard they practice <laughs> in shorts, I mean, it's it's fun to watch. There is a lot of competitiveness going on. And and there should be. I mean, that you know, it's a talented team, and I think everybody knows just because the pads aren't on, aren't on doesn't mean uh, that you can't get evaluated. And with the talent, you know, just kind of how this roster has been overhauled since – Ryan Pace has arrived for the Chicago Bears, and every year it's gotten better from that standpoint. Now you look at the new players that have acquired, it's just the talent level is, is through the roof, and it's going to be competitive because that's the type of character traits the, the Bears are going after. And I kind of like some of the stuff they're they're doing with the Augusta Silence, too. They're putting pressure on players. So, you know, all those type of things make it interesting every day out of practice. Yeah, so just for the, the people that don't understand with that, you know, it's it's – not allowing anybody to talk, you know, when these guys are trying some kicks, a different type of pressure. It's just, it's just the ball and the foot, and hope the snaps there and the spots good, and you know, just go at it. So I know some publications have mocked it a little bit, but why not turn over every possible stone, put every type of pressure you can possibly imagine, at what is an extremely important position and one that they want to get right. Period. Well, you know, there is no lollygagging at any type of practice, whether you're in no pads, OTAs, you know, mandatory mini camp or training camp. If you think that you can go out there and half-heartedly give less than 100% effort and think you're going to be evaluated honestly, that's going to be get you evaluated right out the door. So um, I, I like every every way they're trying to do this um, to get the get the – evaluation right on the kicker and whatever they want to call it. I like every challenge they put out there because the hardest thing to do is to go out there and perform at a professional level in front of your peers, because if there's crowd noise and you miss it, the reaction is going to be the same. If there's no crowd noise and you miss it, that's where the, you know, the final evaluation is going to be made. Jim, is there going to be a scenario given what had happened a year ago and, and are they going to be the fans intolerant of even one missed kick when the regular season happens. It doesn't matter if it's one of these three guys who make it or if they bring in a veteran down the road. I mean, is that what it's going to be like because we've all kind of touched the stove, burned our fingers, and we don't you know, know what to expect? Right. I think, well, the one thing you don't want to happen, I think why Coach Nagy is addressing it as aggressively as he can, like whether it's this Augusta silence and everything, because you want to have early success, Right. You want to eliminate that memory as early as you can. And so by putting these players in the pressure situations that they are, you know, maybe you're doing a a seven-on-seven drill. All of a sudden you say, hey, all right, it's time now for a 43-yard 
you know, field goal try and you put the pressure on right there because it could happen in a moment's notice uh, in a game. Everybody's quiet. Say it's at home, right? Normally it is silent in the stadium at, at your home field when your kicker is trying to make the game winner. So you try to simulate all these things to make it as, uh, you know, to make it the, present the situation that's going to arrive in a game. And well, I Jim, think you got to have early success early because if you don't, it's going to hang over. It's going to yeah. hang over like what has happened with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, quite frankly. Hey, Jim, Mario, you can just bring out of retirement the golden toe. Steve McMichael has been known to kick a field goal or two. Big with Steve a square, with a square toe shoe. Square what toe the shoe? Did hell you, happened to that old square toe shoe, baby? So it's in the Hall so, of Fame, man. My, my so wait, did you, did, you go, uh, did you go Don Cockroft and Tom Dempsey? You just go straight on, no sidewinder? Oh, no, it was straight on, baby. Tommy's <laughs> right. That, that kicking shoe that I made all stayed in in Texas is in the high school Hall of Fame down there. Longest field goal. Oh, boy. A 48-yarder against the Texas A&M Aggies in college. 48-yard. <laughs> right down Broadway? In, in College Station, of course. Right down Broadway? Oh, yeah. I don't know. If, if anybody ever remembers this, we're playing a preseason game, and there's a kicker out there who's trying out for the Bears, oh. and Dick puts McMichael out there to kick it, and the kicker is lining up. Ming pushes him aside and goes yeah. and, and does <laughs> the kick. Yes, it was like it was <laughs> like a – Who was the kicker? I, I – Nobody has any idea. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if I was on the team now, if I'd have done that, nobody had ever heard or had to put up with Cody Parkey, would they? <laughs> hey, Ming, you know, one of the things about you is I don't think people understand what a, a, a great multi-sport athlete you were. You're a great baseball player. You could kick. You played tight end on short yardage and goal line. And then you had oh, other yeah. responsibilities on extra point and field goal protection. So a little bit earlier, we talked to Bradley Sowell about him changing from offensive line to tight end. If you were going to go to a different position other than defensive tackle, would you could you have been an offensive lineman or a tight end in the NFL? Well, Tommy, you know we we're relatively the same body size. We were both undersized for playing inside like we did, really. Uh, but man, it would have been tough for us to move out to tackle, wouldn't it? I wasn't a defensive end that long, lanky like Dent and Hampton. That's when I knew I was going to have to be an overachiever. I got in the huddle, and their butts hit me in my short ribs. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you're an athlete with balance and, and hand-eye coordination, you can play other sports. Favorite memory for you, Stephen? And, you know, as a Chicago, I know obviously the Super Bowl uh, sticks out, but, you know, I got to believe there are memories even in practice that you just say, you know, that, well, that's it right there, that the one well, I will never forget. Jimmy, this is what I want to give to you, baby. You can thank my defense for being able to sit there right now and form a complete sentence because we got, <laughs> we got hitting the quarterback in the head outlawed. Yeah. Before yep. you even became the quarterback of the Bears, baby. All those old 80s – I feel kind of bad about it now. All those old 80s quarterbacks I meet, they're all punch drunk. Well, Ming, what do you what do you think about him taking the? Well, we called it Nutcracker. It's referred to as the Oklahoma drill. What do you think about him taking that out? Because Ming, you and I probably Man. have fifty reps against each other in that oh, drill. Yeah. You, do you think it's good to get rid of it, or did you think it benefited either of us in any way? Well, did it teach us balance, huh, Tommy? Yeah. Because the guy that got you know his head over his skis is the one that got chunked. Oh yeah. But, you know, it's the same way I think about boxing. You know, why do you spar before your first professional fight? 
to get your body and your jaw ready for the contact. And without that, you're going to get dinged, right? You know, if, you go, if you're sparring before your first professional fight and the sparring partner breaks your jaw, you find out you've got a glass jaw. Should you, play foot, should you be a professional boxer? No. It's the same way I think about football. If you go out there and you ain't got the head for it, you shouldn't play it. Steve McMichael, our guest here on Beers All Access uh, with Jim Miller, Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak with you, Mike Chen and Herb Lawrence, our producers. Thanks for listening, everybody, with you to the top of the hour. Uh, Steve, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow some, uh, some Tom Thayer smoke here because <laughs> he admires you. He's, I'll tell you, when I started working with him 23 years ago oh, yeah. on these broadcasts, he always talked about you. And we always had... I sat next to him on the team playing a lot for all these years. Oh, and we talk about history and always talked about Steve McMichael. Don't underestimate what he accomplished, how smart of a football, how play, how much of an instinctive player he was. When you hear a peer like that, a guy you faced every day in practice, got to know very well, on a decorated team, do you feel yeah. like you left a mark? Uh, Jeff, it's, it's one of the greatest accomplishments and one of the greatest compliments I've ever had in my life is from my peers. When you get a compliment from your peers, uh, you know, Jay Hilgenberg, what did he say, Tommy? Having to practice against McMichael and Hampton, the games are easy. Yep. You know what's no. funny about funny about that, Ming, is I was playing in the USFL with a guy named Jerry Sullivan who came to the Bears for a little yeah, while. Yeah, and yeah. he he warned me for an entire season before I came to the oh, Bears they, about practicing it. against oh, yeah. McMichael and Hampton. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, we were practicing what we were going to do in the game and what we couldn't do in the game. But the offshoot of it was guys weren't going to sit around and look like a dog while we're going full speed. They're going to ratchet up their intensity. And now they're learning. You know, I don't care who Tommy played against after practicing against me. Keith Millard <laughs> didn't do nothing to him. Mm. You know, Randy White uh, couldn't get past boards. He's locked arms. Huh. That's what you learn in practice. You don't learn half speed because that ain't the game, baby. Hmm. Well, let me ask you this, Stephen. You know, I know you're. You guys are a tight group. You guys stay connected. A lot of guys still uh, live there in Chicago of teams that that you were on. But what does this hundred celebration weekend mean to you? You know, reconnecting with the guys and maybe some guys you haven't seen over the yeah. past couple. Well, of years. Well, you know, you won. We won that championship, and your family. You know, it's like you're going to the family picnics. And I hope the Bears got more than one beer there or the uncles will fight over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love a little. Uh, uh, you know, even Shakespeare had some comic relief in his Shakespeare and tragedies. <laughs> you know, with that being said, the 85 team has had so many events and books and obviously Boy. the documentary. So as we wrap this 100 and put a nice bow on it and kick off the 100th season, this is not likely a celebration, obviously, ever to happen again. What's left to be said about, honestly, the 85 championship team? Wow. Wow, Jeff. You know, you know how you classify monsters of the midway, and that's unbound since 1920. You know how you classify them? They're characters with character. And, boy, did we have a bunch of them on that team, didn't we? That's why everybody remembers. I'm talking about everybody in America. I'm just not talking about in Chicago. 
because in America feels the same way about those characters. Because we weren't just football players. We entertained the hell out of them, too, didn't we? You certainly did. I mean, yeah. And you still do it. Hey, Steve, are you able to spend another few minutes with us after the commercial? Sure. I've got a great George Hallis story for you. All right. We'll be <laughs> looking forward to that on the other <laughs> side of this break. That's a hook. Yeah. On Bears. Where, where, See, you got to floor George, for the dramatic. Where was, where was George on that 100 list? You know, just the old man that started the whole league and played, owned, and coached. Uh, where was he on that 100, 100 list? I don't know. We'll tell you when we come back after Good. this break on That's Chicago wanted, Sports Radio 670 yeah, The Score. I wanted to get your producer up and at him, baby. <laughs> back with our final segment. Uh, Steve McMichael, kind enough to join us. We'll be with you to the top of the hour. Tom Thayer, Jim Miller with you as well on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Brought to you by IGS Energy. You got a George Hallis story, but hold it for a moment because I, I was just going through this with Tom. And over the course of the research, Jim Miller also, the, the 85 Bears is often linked to the 83 draft, like all those players. But that, when you think about it. Yeah, that have, was Hallis' last draft. He brought those guys to the team before he died. Yeah. But listen, already in place, you, Walter, Jay Hilgenberg, Otis Wilson, Dan Hampton, Gary Fensick, Van Horn. Um, Todd Bell was on that team. Uh, Al Harris was already there. It, it's amazing what you already had in place. Dennis McKinnon came in as a free agent. Yeah, we just needed a wacky quarterback to <laughs> fill out all the slappies. Yeah, that's right. It was great. But listen, I never, I never mentioned this to Tommy either. Here's something he don't know. When George Hallis signed me, it was during the season, and because I was blackballed in New England – for how I practiced, and because Tommy just thought I'd brought that, it started that there in, in Chicago. It was part of the reason they said, "Yeah, you're not one of us. Get out." Well, I came to Chicago in '81. Six weeks into the season, George Hallis still in his office, still running the team, signed me to my first contract. But I, I walked in and he and he said, uh, "You don't need no agent, son. Come on in my office." And I walked in there, and it was like I was walking into a 1920 gangster movie. And he was James Cagney. You know, cause he, you know the vernacular did 1920s? Talk like him. You know what he said to me? Jeff? He said, I've heard what kind of dirty rat you are in practice. Don't change, see? <laughs> well, you know, you're going up against John Hanna every yeah, day. But Hallis wanted me to come mix it up in practice. He was tired of the lollygagging. You know, Mink, I, I got to tell you a funny story. When I was a kid, I came up to where Hallis Hall used to be, and you guys used to practice across the yeah. street. They were going through the one-on-one drills, and Noah Jackson came up there, oh, and no one wanted to go against him. And I hear this guy bellow, oh, hell, I'll go against him, yeah. get in the stands. <laughs> and it was yeah. you going against him. And I, I had a lot of respect for Noah Jackson. Yeah. He was a big, powerful guy, and that was the tone that – I was intimidated by before I ever got to be a teammate of yours because of with all the guys that didn't want to go against him, you were the guy that jumped up to the front of the line to go yeah. against him. Well, I was just uh, trying to quote John Wayne, who said, no brag, just fact. <laughs> <laughs> line up here. I ain't selling wolf tickets. I'm coming straight for you, pal. <laughs> Deal well, with it. So yeah. you since you brought up uh, Papa Bear, you know, and you brought up a great point. It just his history, his impact on the league. People don't understand, like guys like wow. him or Paul Brown are just, you know, they're so crucial 
and where the league is yeah. right now. And, you know, I know we're splitting hairs because all these Bears are, are great players, and they're splitting hairs. But, man, his impact on the league. What was your impression when you arrived? And like you said, he signed you to the first uh, contract. But knowing what he stood for and what he was about. Jimmy, I don't know what, how you feel about being a Bear, but since the start of the league, 1920, and you know how Hallis got the whole thing started because it was going to fail. The yep. college was big back then, not pro ball. That was like – uh, just like Staley had a, a company softball team as his football team, mm-hmm. you know. It, but he signed the Galloping Ghost out of Notre Dame and went on a barnstorming tour. That means you're on a train like you're in a carnival and you're playing footballs, football games three, four times a week. Yeah, some back-to-back. Yeah. You understand that? That's greatness there. And he was number 37 on the 100, by the way. Yeah, well. I give up my spot for him, Jeff. You know, yeah. when my my first year in professional football, I played for George Allen, and George Allen used to tell me stories about George Hallis. Oh, he yeah. had so much respect for him, and he loved the Bears, and he loved George Hallis so much. And they worked, they you know, they butted heads a little bit because yeah. George had ideas of his own. But he was always the guy that said, man, yeah. I want to prepare you to go back to the Bears, and, and I want to be Look. proud of you because of George Hallis. Look. George, I think I think it was the two Georges that backed the, the nose guard up and came up with the middle linebacker. That baby. is true, right, Bill George. Bill George. Yep. Hey, we're giving them history here, boys. <laughs> yeah, but you know, as these you, millennials, uh, this ain't. Oh, sorry, give me the answer. Yeah. No, millennials, you got to study, baby. Well, and, and I respect the fact that players like yourself, who had such a great impact in this league and in this city and this franchise, cared enough about the history to talk about it, like right now, and know it. And Jim. You've had to because you're an announcer now. You're you're a guy that's in the in yep. the in the broadcast realm. You, you, and, and, you got to know the history. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why. Hey, I'm I'm. This is why I'm with with Steve on this because you know just in terms of history of the league, and I know all those all those top 100 bears are, are deserving. But to me, Papa Bear Hallis, he he is too low. He needs to be higher huh. on that list just for his impact on the National Football League and what he alone has done to take this league well, to the direction that, it is. You know, it, it was called the greatest Bears, right? Yeah. <laughs> Greatness is, entails a lot more than just stats, my friend. Yep, absolutely. Well, the intangibles tell uh, sometimes a much larger story, and, and obviously a guy like yourself uh, had the intangibles. Um, if there was one thing you want to be remembered by, and I know this will be a topic throughout the course of the weekend in conversations with all yeah. the players, past and present, coaches included, um, how you want to be remembered? Because did I depend- brought a def- Wait, did hold, I on, brought hold a- on, hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. Because you're remembered in a very, very different ways depending on what time of your career or who was watching when. Not just football, but off the field. So, how do you want to be remembered as a football player, flat out, plain and simple? Jeff, you know, even though I went to Green Bay and played those last 16, those were in a row, too. So from the time I came to the Bears till I retired, I played in every game. Yep. You understand that? And it wasn't without injury, my friend. Six knee operations, broken bones. Uh, I've got three ruptured discs in my neck, and, and the the nerves are all bundled up. And that, that's one thing I want to say to all the kids. Like, you know, in that 30 for 30 when I took my helmet off and Covert Sucker punched me, and I said, keep your helmet on, kids, and everybody laughed. 
I want to say this to all the parents out there. Put a neck collar on your kid's shoulder pad if you mm-hmm. want to do something for him. That's good advice. You know, you agree that, with that, Tommy? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, I agree 100%. But, you know, Ming, I, I think it's also is the preparation that we put into the offseason in order to make sure that we could play during the season. Because I remember walking into the training room where you were bite, biting on three sticks, getting a needle shoved in your oh, shoulder yeah. so you could come out and play. But, you know, the dedication that yourself and Dan Hampton, you know, showed a lot of guys – you know, it was inspirational to people that needed to see it in order to understand your commitment to the game. Yeah. Well, just like that Sullivan related, you know, that center. Yes. They, they brought him there for one practice and he left. <laughs> he didn't have the commitment. That's, you know, when you see guys that got the same commitment as you, you got something, baby. And I, I think these new Bear team guys, you know, when, when Khalil Mack came in here and said, hey, the money's nice, but I want to be a legend. That's a guy telling you, I'm going to work my butt off, and I'm going to have a motor, and you watch me play. You know, that's kind of infectious to the team. Oh, it's manifesting itself. These guys oh, are yeah. working now. I, oh, yeah. I, I'm telling you, they're working. And yeah. so I asked Steve that, Jim, what's it meant for you, and how do you want to be remembered as a Bear? And, you, well, you know, unfortunately, you weren't here that long, but you've clearly attached yourself to this organization as an announcer and on this show and whatnot. Well, I just, you know, it's the relationships you develop. You know, I bring this up all the time, playing for family organizations like the Steelers and, and like the Chicago Bears. You know, I, these are lifelong relationships. You know, whether people in the, you know, in the, you know, on the staff there, you know, in the front office, in the equipment room, even the, the grounds crewmen, you know, Kenny Marock and that, that whole group. I mean, I, you know, I think uh, loyalty is a, is a very special trait to have. And I think the, Really, the when you look at the McCaskies and everything that organization represents, loyalty is a is a good quality to have, and I think they represent it. And why people have been attached to that organization uh, for so long, and just like it, it represents certain things that they stand for toughness. And I think whether it's the '85 Bears or even some of the teams that I played on, a lot of tough guys that have left me a lot of memorable moments. So that's what I want to be remembered as: that hey, I was tough, I was a good teammate. I tried to be there for my teammates every time I lined up and, and showed the commitment that as Steve McMichael and Tom Thayer have been talking about. How about you, Tom? That's when you win, baby. That's when you go 13-3 and three as a starting quarterback of the Bears, huh, Jimmy? <laughs> That's right, buddy. Hey, baby. Well, go ahead, Tommy. I, no, for me, I'm just I'm – just... I'm proud to be a hometown guy that had an opportunity to play for the Bears because I always brag about Chicago in the sense that you have guys like Steve McMichael and these guys that are from different areas of the world, but they stay in Chicago because of the support of the fans and the communities that they grew up in as a player or they grew up grew through as an adult. Yes, I, 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 baby, I come from Friday Night Lights in Texas. And let me tell you what, up here in Chicago – this this is like Mecca for pro football because it started here, didn't it? Yes, and I'll tell you what, going through, I, I told Tommy to go watch the 1963 championship game. You can watch it on YouTube with commercials, yeah. the whole bit. Pat Summerall's doing analysis in that game. Uh, you go to 1940s, you can see the highlights. There's one common thread, and I, I can't get enough of it. First of all, I can spend an entire day watching every single clip of Dick Butkus play football, period. 
But Wasn't the, he vicious? I mean, well, no, <laughs> Steve, Lord. Steve, come on now. I mean, it's not even close. And he's he's limping around doing it on bad knees. On bad knees, but oh. he drives his body into anything moving and breathing. I, I honestly, that is it right there. But no. you know what? The 63 guys hit. The guys in the 40s hit. Yeah. You guys hit hard. These guys are hitting hard again. These new monsters, it's the way Bears football has to be played. It must fit the fabric of the organization and the city in which it thrives. If, True if or that, false? If that family wants to keep those seats full, because you know that Fox last game, half a house. Now, you know if Dick Butkus was on Fox's team, they'd have, they'd have been their full house to watch him. Mm-hmm. But because Fox didn't have that going on, they weren't coming to the game, were they? I mean, honestly, we got to go. Wouldn't you have loved to share the field for one game with Dick Butkus? I would have loved to have done a throwback game with Butkus and Bulldog Turner and and run into that brick wall in in Wrigley. I would have loved to have done a throwback game there. I I can remember walking out of the locker room and Steve McMichael saying, Okay, Hamp, let's go out here and make Singletary an All-Pro. Oh, and didn't we? Didn't we? It was the defensive tackles yeah. too. They need they deserve some credit for the greatness in the middle linebacker position yeah. of the Bears. Steve, thanks for walking down memory lane. We look forward hey, to it on the weekend. You know, Mongo loves you guys. Baby. Appreciate you, it. Good you guys me, bud. get it. You guys, yes, you, thanks, we man. do get it. We do get it. Jim, are you coming down? I will be there. So booked it today. I'm bringing my son, Manny. So we're looking forward to it, man. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. It's going to be a fun weekend. Bears fans, come on out. Appreciate everybody's time. Bradley South, Steve McMichael, Jim Miller, Tom Thayer, our producers, Mike Chen and Herb Lawrence. I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for listening on another edition of Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on ChicagoBears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Athletico Physical Therapy, and Ford. 